Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. Once again, we are back at the Questions About Heaven podcast, going through the book of Revelation. Hello, my name is Brad Zockel, and I welcome you as we have been going verse by verse through the book that is known in the Koine Greek, the Apocalypse. Apocalypsis is the Koine Greek word, which really just means the unveiling. And I'll remind you again, it's not what we're unveiling, not World War-type scenarios or nuclear bombs or just horrifying sights. It is who we are unveiling. It's Jesus Christ the righteous, Jesus the King of kings, and the Lord of lords, and who he really is. We've seen him through the scripture in the biographical four books known as the Gospels. We've seen Jesus as a shepherd, as a teacher, as a miracle worker, as a guide, as a life giver, as a sacrifice, as a resurrected one. And here we see him, all that and so much more, as it comes out in Revelation chapter 1. Now we are in the introduction of the one coming to take possession of the universe, as we said in our last study in the earlier parts of Revelation chapter 5, that God has on the throne a scroll in his hand. And the question is, among all the redeemed, all the angels, all the heavenly beings, everywhere in the universe, who's worthy to take this scroll and fulfill the purpose of the end times? Who is able to have authority there? And John was so upset thinking that this was the, the end of the vision, the maybe the roadblock of everything, that he wept very deeply. But then we look in here, and in the scriptures, we see that the elder says, well, you don't need to weep because there is a solution here. And he said, I'm going to give you the title of the one who is coming, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David. And for a further study, go back to my previous podcast, and I'll explain those titles. But it says this, that one with these magnificent titles has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose the seven seals. And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, these heavenly beings, in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Then he, Jesus, came and took the scroll out of the right hand of him, God, who sat on the throne. Now, what we saw was this wonderful series of very intimidating titles, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, as we saw in a fulfillment of the Messianic cry in Genesis chapter 49, verses 9 and 10. The Root of David, as we saw that it came out in Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 10. And so we see that, but then we see this, a lamb. And the Greek word is arneon, and it emphasizes the smallness. If you look into the definitions, you will find that arneon means it emphasizes a little lamb, an innocent lamb, a small lamb here. And so when you take a look at this, you can imagine John is surprised at this vision here. 
He is standing, though. This lamb shows a number of things which further perplex. This is a lamb that is standing up. And he's also showing marks of a brutal slaughter, as if it had been slain. I don't want you to think as if it had just been wounded, but as it had been slain. Very, very graphic uh, on here. One can only imagine the scarring there that they're seeing. And in this, the sacrifice is clearly known in this. When we see this, the lamb who took the judgment on himself is now going to take the scroll and administer judgment. Go back to Revelation chapter 1. The one who is so loving and kind here is also the great judge as well. It as it had been slain is a very, very powerful phrase here. And as it shows this, it's reminding us that John can clearly see the sacrifice marks. There's nothing that he has to say. Wasn't this the one? Didn't Jesus do a, do, do some sort of sacrificial work? You can see this here. As it had been slain. And this is so fresh in, its, uh, in the appearance in the Greek. The word is that it is emphasizing this looks like it has just happened in it. And so we see the lamb comes forward, kind to the believer, but also we're going to see very, very brutal to the rebellious. Having seven horns and seven eyes. Now, what in the world is that? It says having seven horns and seven eyes. We're seeing in the symbolism, John is laying something out in this vision. Seven horns. Every time we see horns in the Bible, it denotes strength. Seven is the number of completeness. So we're seeing this, eternally powerful, seven horns. Then eyes, as we've talked about this, the symbolism of the eyes, wisdom, incredible wisdom. Well, that would be the reference to his omniscience. Seven, the number of completeness, eyes, wisdom, completely knowledgeable, complete in wisdom. This one here, can you imagine what John is seeing? A lamb standing, fresh wounds of a slaughter, but obviously a powerful, a most powerful and most wise here. We can only imagine. Now, the seven spirits, as it says, sent out into all the earth. Now, this is not saying that there are seven holy spirits. This is, as we saw in Isaiah 11:2, the, the, uh, the seven manifestations of the Spirit, the seven characteristics, may I say, of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit here. In here, we see that it is the Spirit of God and also the Spirit of Christ. And when we see these seven eyes that are looking out here in this, we know that with this, we see the... Uh, this would be the fulfillment of Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10. For who has despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice, they shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with these seven. They are the eyes of the Lord which run to and fro through the whole earth. So powerful. I am looking, says the Lord, throughout the whole earth, watching, searching, and in knowledge. The Lamb comes takes the scroll, nothing else, not only no one, no thing, takes this scroll, 
but the Lamb with this sacrifice, with this power, and yet with this kindness and with this direction and purpose comes and takes the scroll and opens it. And so now the destiny has been opened. The end of the ages are now being revealed. The drive toward the end of what we know here in this present age is going to happen here. And what he has done was, did this start here? No, it started on the cross. When Jesus went to the cross, that was the very first step that had to be done. That's why Christ said on the cross, it is finished. That step was finished. We move through this phrase, it is finished through the scriptures and through Revelation, but we see that now. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Once again, we see that the lamb, he's referred to as the lamb, the the kind, the tender one, the sacrificed one. Each of these living creatures, uh, the 24 elders fell down, each had a harp and golden bowls full of incense. Later on, we'll see that there are bowls full of punishments, but here of incense, These represent the prayers of the saints. We're going to talk about that. Very important. The incense is symbolic of the prayers of the saints. Who are the saints? Well, that's all the Christians. No, it's not just those relegated to sainthood. These are the ones that are Christians. You're a saint. If you're a believer in Christ, you're considered a saint. And so am I. And all that have come through the ages to believe in Christ and to follow him. The prayers of these Christians and they sang a new song. Isn't that amazing? There are so many things that are new. Revelation 21.5, the Lord says, I will make all things new, and this indeed is a new song, saying you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. This is a song. They're singing this. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. What an incredible story here. What an incredible truth that's being brought out. We're not just residents of heaven. We shall reign in heaven. It says here that the residents are singing, we have been made kings and priests to our God. And when this happens, at the moment he takes the scroll, think of the grandest celebration you've ever been in. Think of you, if, if your team, take the, the time the stadium erupted when your football team, college or pro, won the highest championship. Think of the greatest celebrations at New Year's and Christmas, uh, the Thanksgiving gatherings and loud celebrations of the 4th of July and the birthday parties and all of these grand celebrations of joy and some of victory, rejoicing, put them all together, multiply them, by 10 gazillion, and you have no idea of the grand reception of praise it is for Jesus Christ. The previous chapter, there was a song of the Creator. This is the song of the Redeemer. It's a wonderful song, and they're saying this. Now, during this, each has a harp. Now, this can be, we really don't know exactly what type of harp this would be and what shape or anything, but the point being here, is that musical instruments accompany the singing to make this. And we, we say this too. We know we're limited physically in our life here. Maybe, you know, we can't see. We all don't have perfect 20-20 vision. What will our vision be like in heaven with a resurrected body? How far can we see? Now, for the same part, 
to, to what octave will we be able to hear? The range of, of humans, you know, is limited as compared to other creatures. But what if a resurrected body, the range was much higher? Well, music is going to be remade because of that. And uh, instruments will be new in, uh, in all of this. No wonder it says it's a new song. Be new melodies, new lyrics. And as they're, they're playing these uh, wonderful, wonderful instruments, it says, we're reminded that they have golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. They are symbolically holding prayers of the saints. There, there is this wondrous response when people will say, do my prayers ever get anywhere? You know, I've prayed for that Jesus might come. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, but we're calling for his kingdom to come. And it seems like that just doesn't happen. But what happens here is these are the built-up prayers that are symbolized by this wonderful incense, which is pleasing to God when he finds that his children are calling to him, loving him, and trusting in him. In this, we see that God doesn't find your prayer to be irritating. He doesn't find it to be bothersome. He finds it to be wonderful and sweet-smelling here, represented here. The Bible shows us this. When we look in Psalm 141, it says, Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Wonderful, wonderful. We think about it when Noah had come off the ark, and when there was a sacrifice made to the Lord, this smell was pleasing to the Lord. It was wonderful, and so this is also a wonderful thing. When we pray to the Lord, we lift our hearts and our minds to Him. We lift our, our voices to Him as well. And so, we're now going to look at that new song in our next study here. We're continuing through Revelation. We're looking at the opening of the end times, as we said, the meta-tauta, the hereafter section, which starts in, ver in chapter 4 goes all the way through to the end of the book, and we're seeing the unfolding of Jesus' righteousness, his power, and his justice. We'll talk about the song. We'll talk about the opening of the seals in our next podcast. Thank you so much, and I hope to be able to talk with you soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N dot org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.